We are back at her, my friend. And always, Lior, L-I-O-R, at theemploymenthour.com. And uh, we always start off our show, my friend, with the week that was. That's right, the week yep. that was. And welcome to all our listeners. We're here to talk about employment law, workplace rights, and what you need to know mm-hmm. if you're working, were working, or want to be working. So I'm going to start off with a couple of matters that I uh, resolved uh, this week. And these are a couple of uh, cases with some very, very good endings and in very common situations. And uh, many of our listeners may be in those situations exactly right now or potentially in the future. So in the first case, uh, it started when I got a call from a gentleman that was let go after about two years of work. Now, he was in a technical position, very complex. I didn't even really understand what he was doing, uh, much more complex than what I do. Uh, he earned about $50,000 a year, and he was offered fi- uh, three weeks of severance when he was let go. Now, because he was in his 50s when that, this happened, uh, I assessed him as being entitled to around five or six months of severance instead of three weeks. So right off the bat, that was good news when I told him, no, no, forget about, uh, uh, about three weeks. You're looking at five to six months pay. But in talking to him, I also found out that he never got paid overtime, ever. Now, he regularly worked between 50 to 55 hours a week and never got a dime for overtime. So what does this mean? It means that for the last two years, he should have been paid about $20,000 in overtime. So uh, about $10,000 a year. So really, his income should have been $60,000, not $50,000. So what does that mean? also means that his severance now should be calculated on the basis of $60,000. That's retroactive? Absolutely, because his income should have been $60,000. So the net result is we actually were able to resolve this on the basis of six months of severance instead of three weeks, calculated on the basis of $60,000 a year. Oh, so it increased the base, too. That's right. And $20,000 in unpaid overtime. So with one call and a couple of letters on my part, we resolved it uh, on on tremendous, tremendous terms. This gentleman ended up netting about probably about $50,000 more than than he would have otherwise. Uh, And again, very, very simple matter. Even though it seems like this is, you know, an outrageously good story, it's such a simple and common matter because many people, number one, don't receive proper severance. Number two, they're not properly, the severance may not be properly calculated. And number three, there may be other amounts owing to them. So this is the, the number one, uh, the first story I'm going to tell you about. And the second matter, I was, by the way, specifically asked by my client to talk about this case on the week that was because she was so happy with the outcome. So, uh, so Joanne, here we go. Uh, Joanne, I'll, I'll give you her name. Uh, she called me about three weeks ago after she was let go. Uh, she was extremely upset and emotional, not so much about losing the job, but she really was terrified about how she's going to be supporting her family. Uh, she is a single mom. She was only offered six weeks of severance from her former employer. And she said to me that there's just no way she can find similar employment in six weeks. Yeah. So as a single mom, she had to pay for her kids, uh, for her bills, mortgage, etc. So after I calmed her down, I told her what I've been telling our listeners all along. Don't worry. These matters can resolve quickly uh, and on good terms. I sent a letter to, empl- to her employer outlining why the six-week offer was completely inadequate. Now, fast forward two and a half weeks later, we ended up resolving this matter on the basis of six months of severance instead of six weeks. In addition to that, we got our letter of uh, recommendation, and the company has agreed to pay for outplacement uh, counseling, which is really job search training uh, that would help her find another job. So she was ecstatic. She was so happy. But here's the cherry on top. Uh, two weeks after we signed the papers for this new deal, she had a tremendous job interview, and she received a job offer. 
So really, really happy lady now. Uh, got, she's going to be working, but she has six months of severance. She has a letter of recommendation uh, and resolved quickly. She didn't burn any bridges with her former employer. Uh, so even though very happy person, very good result, not a unique one, John. Does she still get her severance? Yeah, she wow. gets her severance because we agreed on a certain amount that would be paid roughly the equivalent of six months of compensation. So she gets it. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So the timing here worked out really, really well for her. And uh, you can email Lior, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Let's just get back to basics. What, what's the show all about? What's yeah, really you know, John, about? and we always have new people listening to mm-hmm. our show, people that have never heard this show before, and we're airing different places. So uh, first of all, for all of the, uh, those people that are hearing us for the first time, uh, you know, welcome to the show. We're here to talk about workplace rights. You know, everyone has a job. Everyone works or is looking for work. And we spend so much time uh, in, in our lives at work. We spend more time working than we do anything else. Uh, you know, Monday to Friday, weekends, what have you. So because of that, it's extremely important that we know our rights in the workplace. And the law provides some, some, uh, for some very extensive and good protections that are available to us The problem is most people don't know what those are. Most people don't know how those rights impact them, and then there's misconceptions out there. They may find out half the truth or a quarter of the truth or none of the truth, and they think they're not protected, whether it's while they're working or whether that is when they lose their job. So we're here to tell you the truth. We're here to answer questions. Uh, so if you're, if you're working, you have a question. If you've lost your job, we'll talk about that extensively in a couple of minutes. There are tremendous rights that you have, uh, and you probably don't know what those are. So if you lost your job, your mother, your neighbor, your friend, call into the show. Call me at the office. Listen to what we're about to talk. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be very interesting. Outstanding. We'll take a short break. Want to get into uh, who you are and your background as well, so people know if they've never heard the show. Lior mentioned his number. That is 416-216-5900. Lots more of the Employment Hour coming up on Talk Radio, AM 640. You can also call Lior directly anytime outside of show hours, 416-216-5900 and Lior at employmenthour.com. Before we take this uh, this phone call here, uh, who are you? Well, I know who you are because um, you know, we're pretty tight, but generally, what's your background? Yeah, well, uh, you know, first of all, I'm Lior Sam Fuhrer. I'm an employment lawyer, and I spend most of my time uh, answering questions, believe it or not, whether it's, uh, you know, here on the show and, and, or otherwise in my office. I talk to people about their workplace rights. I talk to employers about their workplace obligations, uh, you know, and, and my job is to make sure that conflict is resolved. Oftentimes, a conflict is unavoidable, and sometimes it is avoidable, and my job is either to help avoid conflict at all or to help resolve it if it arises. Uh, a lot part, a lot of what I do is I work with people that have lost their jobs mm-hmm. to help them make sure that the compensation they receive, the severance that they receive is proper, is adequate. Because in over 90% of cases, John, the severance that someone has offered is not only inadequate, it's completely inadequate. So my job is to make sure and to help people negotiate to make sure that that severance is fair. And we've done this on the show many times now, and, and we're going to continue doing it. And we love our listeners and we love our phone callers. We've got uh, Charlene on the line. Hi, Charlene. How are you? Hi, I'm a little nervous. That's okay. Go for it. No worries. I actually, um, my boyfriend was telling me about, I listened to your show, but I've never listened to the lawyer part, and uh, he was telling me about you guys. And I actually just got let go on Thursday, and um, so I'm still kind of in shock. Mm-hmm. And um, I worked at a, um, okay, without giving it a name, I worked at a hotel, and um, basically um, I had to make a few complaints. One had to do about overtime, not paying us overtime, although I had to dress just myself, speak for myself. And I had a couple issues with the supervisor when it had to do with just things that kind of shouldn't be going on in a hotel, if you know what I mean. Okay. 
yep. seen those uh, those move, those videos out there, a marketplace and that. Anyways, when I dressed when I dressed it with her and the owner, the owner actually was quite shocked. And I had a meeting with the human resource woman too. And but what happened was they uh, the owner said three times that I have no. Uh, no worries as far as losing my job because I guess the things that I brought up were serious issues. And um, so anyways, they let me go home with pay for two days because they wanted to set up a meeting with the owner, the human resource lady, and my supervisor and myself. So I get a call on Thursday, and they basically said that they had the meeting and they don't feel that I I, um, can work with the supervisor anymore. Like... Although my supervisor said that I'm exceptional at my job and that I have a gift with the guests. That's what, those were her words. And I just got the call Thursday. I thought I was actually going in for the meeting, and they told me that I no longer had a job there. Okay, well, I mean, her, her tone of voice is pretty common for the yeah. phone calls you get, right? Now, Charlene, did they offer you any severance? They offered me one, one week. And how long have you worked there, Charlene? Well, this is the thing. I've only worked there five months. Okay. It'll be six months uh, mid-November. And she basically, the human resource lady basically said, you're lucky you're getting that because you've only been there five months. You know, and I said to her, I go, no. it's not a case of the money. I said, it's a job. I mean, yeah. I'm single. I own a home. And um, uh, and what, what was your job there, Charlene? What did you do? I, w- I was a housekeeper. Housekeeper. And approximately how how old are you? I'm 40. I'll be 46. No, okay. I am 46. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give you some, some, some bad news and some good news. I'm going to start with the bad okay. news, Charlene. The okay. bad news is that from a legal standpoint, an employer yeah. is allowed to let you go at any time and pretty much for any reason, uh, okay. as long as they pay proper compensation, proper severance. So even yeah. though you've done nothing wrong, clearly you've done nothing wrong. There's no proper yeah. basis to let you go. An employer yeah. is still allowed to do that as long as they pay proper compensation. They don't oh, necessarily really? have yeah. to have uh, a, a proper reason. So that's unfortunate. The law only really knows to deal in compensation. The okay. good news is that you certainly are entitled to more than a week's pay. In your situation, you're probably looking at two to three months of severance is what you're owed. And what okay. that does is it buys you, gives you more time to find another job because you're not going to find a job likely in one week's time. And not that's in what the this, area I live, no. No, it, it's, it's very difficult to find any yeah. job in a week's time. So that is the good news. You're going to be entitled to two to three months of severance instead of, yeah. instead of a week. But again, okay. the very important thing to understand, whenever we're yeah. talking about what we refer to as a termination without cause, which is uh, this is, the employer yeah. can let go of, some, of someone pretty much for any reason as long as uh, compensation is paid. The exception to that is if it's a discriminatory reason. So if they let you go because you're a woman or because of your age yeah. or ethnicity, which is not yeah. obviously what happened. So what I propose, Charlene, to, to kind of conclude this is give me a call off air. Let's talk because I can certainly help you if you want to get that proper severance. You are definitely yeah. owed more than a week's pay. Charlene, I, that I, number. I sorry, Charlene. Yeah, that, uh, sorry. I'll, I'll give, I, you, I'll no, give I, you his I, number. 416. Yeah, I, did, I did call him actually. So oh, you did. Great. Yeah. Okay. The only thing is I can't get my job back. I mean. No, unfortunately, there's no, no. legal mechanism to get your job no, back I, because they're allowed to do it. Right. They're allowed to do it. They have to pay proper severance. What makes what they've done illegal is not letting you go, is right. not paying you proper severance. Right. Again, uh, just in case you didn't have it, 416-216-5900. That was a very important phone call you just made, Charlene. And uh, good on you for, for doing it. Why is it so important to know about workplace rights? I guess this is part of it, right? Right. Well, we work a lot and, and we spend a lot of time. And, and what's interesting 
thing to know is that the law provides some very extensive protections that are available to all employees. They're there whether you realize it or not. Unfortunately, if you don't know if you have a certain protection, then how can you take advantage of it? How do you, how do you use it? If you don't know, if you're Charlene, and you don't know that you're getting three months of severance, and someone tells you you should be lucky to get a week's severance, you say, well, they told me a week is all I get, and I'm very lucky to get it. I guess I'll accept it, not knowing that the law really provides three months of severance. So that's one of the things we try to do on the show. That's one of the things I try to do off the show is outline for people what their actual legal entitlements are uh, and that they're usually a lot more than what they're owed certainly as it comes to termination and severance. I've given out your phone number, the uh, station phone number. Give me a couple of different ways we can get a hold of you as well. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that I've done, and we'll talk a bit about it more, uh, when it comes to severance, we've talked about that, is the severance calculator. You know, we, we, uh, we talk about how much severance someone is owed. So you can call me anytime and I'll outline for you what you're owed, or you can go to severancepaycalculator.com right now and find out how much you're owed. And you can contact me directly from there if you want to. You don't have to, but I'll outline for you how much severance you're owed. So an am- amazing tool. If you hear uh, this show now for the first time, you may not have heard of the severance calculator. Go to severancepaycalculator.com or download the app on iPhone, iPad, or Android. So uh, one way to get a hold of me, one way to get the information. Another way, we created this very recently. As I said, I'm only here on the show once a week on the weekends. That said, I'm available always because I've created a website called terminationquestions.com. And on that website, you can ask me a question about your, your workplace situation, and I'll answer it, usually within minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to get posted there anonymously. You don't have to give your name or anything like that, but it gives you access to that information. If you're a bit bashful, you don't want to call me, or maybe it's the weekend and you have a question, go to terminationquestions.com. I'll answer your question. Again, I'm all about giving people the information that they need. Quick break, Lior at employmenthour.com. More of the show coming up right here on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. You can also email Lior anytime with questions, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Another number I'll give you, too, is 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. Talk about termination without cause. Now, we touched on it there with, uh, with Charlene a few minutes ago. Um, when can an employee be terminated? And does it matter if the employee did not do anything wrong? Yeah, and you know that's probably the most number one question that I get every single day, several times a day, just like we did just uh, moments ago with Charlene, uh, our, our caller. Uh, and, and here's the thing. Ultimately, an employer does have a right to let an employee go at any time and pretty much for any reason as long as severance is paid. So if uh, an employer decides to let go of a senior employee, of a good employee, of an employee that did nothing wrong, they're allowed to do that. Now, John, what, what's the car example that I always like to use? Yeah, you come up and say, you know, I, you drive a red car. I'm, I'm not down with red cars. I'm going to let you go today. Yeah, because I, I like completely people asinine, with, but it's, with, it's, with blue cars. And right. it's asinine, and no one would actually do that. Exactly. But from a legal standpoint, that would actually be fine. That would be wow. legal. Uh, now, I, and again, there may be uh, moral or ethical reasons why an employer should not do that. But from a legal standpoint, an employer can certainly do that. So if you've lost your job with compensation, with severance, uh, the issue is whether that severance is adequate. And as I've said, in over 90 percent, it's not. Uh, the exception, of course, is, again, you cannot be let go, even if severance is paid, because of a discriminatory reason. So because you have a disability, because you're a woman, because of your race or ethnicity. You're pregnant. Or- right, or because you're pregnant. Absolutely. That's illegal, irrespective of severance. But if an employer says, you know, I think I can pay someone less money to do your job, so I'm going to let you go, that's not fair. But legally, that is allowed. Um, so what are the, what are the, now the, the, you're an employer, you're going to let an employee go. What are your duties upon that? 
Well, if you're letting an employee go, uh, assuming uh, that this is a termination without cause, you're not letting the employee go because of something horrendous that, that he or she did, you, the employer, have to do one of two things. Either provide them adequate notice of termination or you're going to give them severance. You're going to walk them out today and pay them severance instead. In both cases, in order to determine how much compensation, how much severance or how much notice you have to give an employee, you're going to look at three main factors, uh, the length of employment, age, and position. And on that basis, you come up, the employer comes up with the obligations towards the employee. So let's say that analysis comes back at 10 months. You have a choice employer. You can either give the employee 10 months notice which means I'm telling you today that in 10 months, so in August 2015, uh, we're letting you go. Uh, so I've just given you 10 months notice. Or, John, I'm letting you go today, With. but instead of giving you notice, I'm going to pay you for 10 months. I'm going to give you the same financial uh, compensation as if you had worked for that 10-month period. So that is the obligation. Unfortunately, many employers get that obligation wrong. Now, we always hear this is the biggest elephant in the room, big, ugly elephant, is everybody always says, what'd you get for compensation? All the usual, I got a week or two weeks per year. That's yeah. what I normally get. Yeah, man. Talk about things that I hear every every day. You know, we talked about the termination questions website. If you go on it right now, you'll see the old questions that people have asked me in my answers. Most of them, a lot of them, are people saying, oh, Lior, I got my week per year service or two week per year service, and I'm assuming that's fine. Can you Can you confirm that? So let's kind of set that straight uh, for those especially that have listen, are listening to us for the first time. That is wrong. There is no rule, there is no law that provides that every employee is entitled to, to that uh, compensation. That is a minimum. And, uh, and the minimum, which is a week per year of service, is only a minimum. Every employee is entitled to significantly more than that minimum. Usually it's, it's several times more. It could be 10 or 20 times more than that. So because of that, uh, that week per year is wrong. The only time you would only be entitled to a week per year of service is if you signed a contract of employment that explicitly limits you to that minimum. Most employees have not signed a contract like that, or if they did, it's probably not enforceable. So because of that, most employees are entitled to significantly more, which is determined or calculated on three uh, three main factors, which is the length of employment, the person's age, and the type of job. The longer you work, the older you are, and the more senior a position you have, the greater the entitlements. So let, let's kind of use an example. First of all, Charlene, we talked to, to her moments ago. Uh, she worked there for five months. So if we were to apply this week per year to her, well, she may be entitled to less than half a week's pay. I mean, she was told that she should be lucky to get a week. Yeah. Well, what did I tell her? I told her she'd be looking at two to three months of compensation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, that's after five months. Now, let's say she, she, was a, she was a housekeeper. Let's say she was the uh, general GM. manager. Sure. Exactly. Uh, same, same situation, you know, f- uh, when she's there for uh, five months and 46 years old, she'd probably be looking at six months of compensation, even though she only worked there for five months. Right. So that week per year of service is wrong. I'm asking all of our listeners to forget about it. It's not true. It's false. It's a misconception. And if you believe that and you're let go, you're going to leave on the table thousands and thousands of dollars that are legally owed to you. Before we break here, how, how and why does that keep getting perpetuated? Yeah, and, and the reason for that is if you go on the Ministry of Labor's website, you call the Ministry of Labor, 
uh, you'll find out only one thing, your minimum entitlements, not your full entitlements. So the Ministry of Labor website says that uh, termination pays a week per year of uh, uh, service, severance pays a week per year of service, and that is wrong because what they don't tell you is that is only your minimum entitlements, your full entitlements, which are owed to you just the same, are significantly more. So unfortunately, our own government perpetuates that misconception uh, wittingly or knowingly or unknowingly, it doesn't matter. Uh, So a lot of people are confused by that when they talk to me or they use the severance uh, calculator and it tells them one what thing. an eye opener exactly and then the ministry yeah. of labor says something else and they're they're confused that's why i'm here to try to uh, resolve that confusion it's also 1-855-821-5900 and leor at employmenthour.com lots of contact numbers you can use them anytime especially the first one when we're right here on the show more of the employment hour coming up talk radio am 640 you know, our top mandate on the show always to talk to our listeners and our fans and uh, get questions answered, and the phone lines are just lighting up, which is what we love. So we, uh, we go right to the phones, as always. David, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, man, go ahead. I have a question. Um, two years ago, um, I was laid off. The, uh, the Canadian branch closed down, and uh, I was off for 10 months. Uh, I ended up getting severance, which equated to 10 months. But uh, I also have to pay 30% taxes to the federal government. That's right. As well as paying back the EI, as well as paying the lawyer's fees. And uh, I, I know you come across to saying that you get time and severance, but I find it's a little um, jilted in, in the sense that, that you don't quite get exactly what, what you think you get. Well, first of all, in terms of the dealing negotiated, uh, first of all, I can't, I can't say if 10 months is appropriate, but let's talk a bit about repaying EI. Uh, if, sure. you, if you had gotten severance when you were supposed to get EI, which is when you lost your job, let's say mm-hmm. 10 months of, of, of severance, EI would not have paid you for 10 months, of course, because EI said, okay, you have income for 10 months. So if anything, after 10 months, if you're still unemployed, at that point, right. we'll start paying you. In your situation, what happened is you, you got your severance much later, but the law mm-hmm. considers that to be retroactive to when you were let go. So EI is now saying, okay, you've now got the 10 months that we paid you, so we need to get paid back. Now, in terms right. of the taxes that you paid, any t- extra taxes, you'll get back come tax time. But EI does get right. paid, but that, that would and should extend your EI going forward if you're still unemployed. Now, in terms of lawyer fees, again, I can't speak to your specific deal. Mm-hmm. Most deals that I negotiate includes compensation for either all or the vast majority of, of the legal fees incurred to be paid by the company. So right. at the end of the day, I would much rather have 10 months of my full salary than 10 months of VI, which maxes out at $500 a week. Correct. So uh, on that basis, again, every situation is different. But right. all I can tell you is I hope that the deal that you negotiated specifically was a good one. And I can't say. one 821 5900 Matthew, on the line, uh, your son got uh, laid off after a paternity leave. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yep. He's 35. He's my son-in-law. Um, he's a proud father of twin boys. He took paternity leave. Um, he was supposed to come back on that Monday after paternity leave. They called him in on Friday. He thought he was going to just be brought up to speed. Mm-hmm. They fired him uh, before he went back to work and made up some cockamamie story, which is really, it, it is uh, the wrong story or whatever it is. And uh, he, um, every year for 18 years, he got letters of recommendations, accommodations. He was in charge of the plant. He, you know, he's a good, hardworking guy. They were very, very upset that he took paternity leave. And bang, now we got a lawyer, and it's been over a year now 
And I'm uh, I'm paying for it because it doesn't have any money. We're paying like so far it's, uh, over eight thousand dollars for lawyers. Right. And still, he's just going to uh, put a statement of claim in now. Wow! Really? And just I, now? Yeah. And I'm just well, he tried to negotiate, and they went back. Yeah, but you don't forth. negotiate for a year. You negotiate for a couple of weeks. But but <laughs> l- l- let me let me give you my thoughts here, Matthew. I mean, uh, first of all. Uh, for the company to let an employee go after coming back from uh, paternity leave, there has to be a pretty darn good reason as to why. I mean, if you show, if you, the employer can show that the whole department is shutting down, so everyone is being let go, fair enough. But short of that, it's going to be pretty difficult because it's illegal to terminate someone because they came back from a paternity leave. It's a violation of the Human Rights Code. It's a violation of the Employment Standards Act. So, so that's a big no-no, and it's on the employer, not on the employee, on the employer to prove that there was a legitimate reason that had absolutely nothing to do with the termination. Now, again, obviously I don't know all the facts and what the employer cannot or cannot establish. What I will tell you, and I, I do this only for a living and I've been doing this and only this for 12 years, a case like this, the average lifespan is three months. Now, I always try to negotiate if I can, and I give this usually two to three weeks. If we cannot negotiate in that period of time, it's not going to happen. And at that point, we have to start a claim. And the average span of a lifespan of a claim is about three months if you know what you're doing. I don't know if there's anything in your matter that complicates these things or that results in a different uh, uh, process. Uh, but it, it, something here doesn't pass the smell test for me, Matthew. What I'm willing to do, if you want me to, I'm, I'm willing to look at your matter, give you a second opinion, strictly for your benefits at no cost, uh, and, and to see whether this matter has been handled appropriately. After 18 years, and I think you said he's in a senior position Irrespective of the human rights issue, he'd be looking at significant compensation, potentially could be, uh, you know, 16 to 20 months of compensation right there, uh, irrespective of the reasons he was let go. So this matter needs to be addressed properly and appropriately. So I would recommend you give me a call off air. Let me sit down and look at some of the documents and give you an honest uh, and full opinion. Matthew, that number I'm going to give it to you right now, 416-216-5900. He's got to call you for sure. We got time for another one, uh, JJ. Yeah, we do. Okay, we'll get to uh, Anthony. Anthony, go ahead. Hi there. Uh, thanks so much for taking my yes, call. Yes, sir. Today. Um, I wanted to ask Leor. Uh, my situation is a bit unique. Um, I took a job back in uh, 2013, just at the end, November the fourth, uh, with a big corporation, and uh, it was a full-time management position that I took, and um, I was it was, a, it was posted as full-time. Um, the recruiter got back to me and says, look, at, uh, we want to offer you the position. Um, it, uh, we want to offer it to you as a contract, though. Uh, and the reason being is because it's at the end of the year, it's Q4, and um, you know, we'll put you on contract, consider it like a, ro- a probationary period, uh, and the hopes, of course, is this is going to go full-time for you. Um, so the, I took the position, like I say, spoke with my, my boss when I, my, when I finally got into the office, and, uh, you know, explained, hey, I thought this was a full-time position, and she explained that, yeah, it is. It was because of budgetary reasons and what have you, and uh, we are going to put some paperwork together. It's a bit of a rigmarole to get people brought on full-time, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to start putting that paperwork together before the six months is over, and we'll go from there. Um, this, so I signed a contract, which basically gave me until May the 4th, or sorry, May the 3rd, and at that point, um, I, you know, I said, what's going on? She says, I've sent all the paperwork up. About a day or so later, this paperwork that should have gone to our VP, the VP resigned. So a new VP came in, and so the paperwork then I asked about, um, it would have to be sent to the new VP, and uh, let's extend you for another three months. I'm looking at the contract that I signed, and it said that if I it was to be extended, 
um, that I would be getting something in written form, another, another agreement basically, which I never did receive. It was all verbal. Um, so when the new VP came in, uh, there was another three-month extension I was given, and in between that time, hopefully all this paperwork will have gone up. I had one-on-ones every week with my, my boss and have asked about it. And, uh, yeah, it's still in the works, still in the works. And at one point I even uh, voiced concern about, you know, is this really happening because I could be looking for another full-time job. Right. And, by the way, I had been offered two other full-time jobs while right. this was going on. Um, at the end of three months, uh, it turns out her mom was quite ill and passed away, so she was away from the office. It was a busy time at work, uh, I'll just say. And um, basically she had said she forgot to send anything up. Thanks. So um, with, with that, she says, I'll have to look at extending unit for another three months. And uh, on September the uh, 31st, I was given uh, notice that not only would I not be made full time, but I would also be uh, looking at my last day as being uh, okay. November the 4th. Okay. Which, uh, yeah. And this whole time you were quote-unquote on contract, i.e. treated as an independent contractor? Uh, no, I was actually uh, brought on contractor through this corporation, so it wasn't independent, no. So, okay, well, are they withholding taxes off your pay? Yes, they are. Okay, so from a legal standpoint, you are an employee uh, of this company. You are actually a, a, a regular full-time employee from a legal standpoint. The terms that the company may want to use internally are, are different and not, frankly, that relevant. So ultimately what this means is this. You've been working there now for how long? Uh, it'll be a year, November the 4th. A year, November the 4th. Now, uh, if and it's been extended, I know, uh, at least at one point, and now you, you find out that uh, come next month you're going to be gone. Ultimately... You're entitled to severance, just like any other employee. There's no legal obligation on them, right or wrong, to to make you uh, more permanent or to continue your employment, but they have to pay you severance. And you would have received some notice of the impending termination. Uh, What's that? Verbally only. She wouldn't give me anything. Ah, okay. Well, then it doesn't count if it's verbal. Notice has to be in writing. And, uh, And how old are you currently, Anthony? I'm 50. Okay. Well, in your situation, you'd be looking at right around four months of compensation. So when your employment ends in November, assuming that's what happens, you're entitled to about four months of compensation because the notice does not count. But ultimately, that is the issue here because you're an employee. They're allowed to terminate the relationship if they want, but they have to pay severance. There's no legal obligation on them to, to continue that, that relationship beyond. So what I propose, because they probably don't realize they owe you that amount, you have to give me a call off air probably now, not in November, and let's talk about that because I can certainly help you get that four months compensation. Anthony, the number 416-216-5900. Again, 416-216-5900. Hang on, guys. We've got a couple more phone calls coming through. We'll take a short break, get to those. The other number you can try is 1-855-821-5900. The Employment Hour, right here on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. You can call this number as well, 1-855-821-5900, Lior at employmenthour.com. We've got a pile of phone calls. Get right back into them. Uh, Junior, hello there. Yes, hi, how are you? Good, pal. What's up? Um, not much. Um, I have a, this is a quick question, and I want to know what are my, what are my options. Uh, I just got recently terminated from my company, and it's a unionized company, so that company is now in the process of getting me back into, into work, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Now, my question is, it's been over almost two weeks now, going on three weeks. Do I get compensated for the time I've left once I go back in, or they're just going to be starting me off from wherever that point is? Okay. Good question. If you get reinstated, you will get back pay for the time that you were off work. So it's back pay plus the reinstatement, Junior. 
Okay, there you go. Got uh, Wayne on the line. Hi, Wayne. How are you? Hi. Okay, go ahead. Um, I haven't been terminated, but I, I have a question about uh, my my employer's coming. He's telling me he's going to take a benefit away from me. I'm a service rep, and I need my car for work. And uh, we usually get a, a car allowance and uh, so much per kilometer. And now he's telling me that I don't make the number in order to get this car allowance. Um, he also alluded to the fact that I'm not the only one that didn't make this number, but he's not going to take it away from these other guys. And approximately how much is the car allowance? It's $100 a week. $100 a week, 400 bucks a month. So here's, here's the thing. An employer does not have a right to change the terms of compensation in a significant way, and certainly car allowance is a form uh, of compensation. The thing about the, uh, the car allowance is given that the amount, you know, in, in terms of the overall scheme, is a relatively small amount, $400 a month, you know, probably versus your full income. It's not a large amount. Uh, it's considered minor enough that the employer legally can make that change. If, for, if, for example, if the car allowance was, I don't know, $2,000 a month, just as an example, right. uh, then that would be such a change that they cannot necessarily make it, which would allow you to potentially leave, treat your employment as being at an end, and get your compensation. Mm-hmm. With $400 a month, no, I'm afraid it doesn't rise to that level. So even though it's not fair, and I agree with you, I'd be very upset if that happened with me, but it's not one of those things that gives you a proper legal remedy. Uh, I would not recommend resigning over that, certainly not with the expectation that you would get severance. So, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, as bad as it sounds, we have to kind of move on and, and do our best in that situation. Lior at employmenthour.com is another way you can get a hold along with one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Got uh, John on the line. Hi, John. Yeah, hello. Good. All right. Um, yeah, good. I have a question. Yeah. Um, I'm unionized. I've been there for 18 years. And if I was to get terminated, uh, would I have to get strictly union representation? Yes, John. If you're part of a union, the only one that can and the only one that's allowed to help you is the union. You're not able to deal with the employer on your own or with your own lawyer. It has to be the union. And as I like to say, when you're uh, we're part of a union. You take the good as well as the bad. And sometimes getting the union representation is not a good thing, but there's really no second option. So you can't legally, as an employment lawyer on the outside, deal with union. Can I, I don't have a right to deal with right. the employer. CBA, collective bargaining agreement. Got Blair on the line. Hi, Blair. Hey, how are you, sir? Good. Go ahead. Lior's listening. Question for Lior. I'm previously employed by an agency doing a technical position and uh, got injured at work. Uh, employer tried saying it never actually happened at work. Anyways, got better, got back to work with the agency, and things were made very difficult for me to stay there, uh, to which I actually got offered another job, took a job with this other company after approximately eight to ten years that I'd worked at this first company. Yeah. I have a new job, and uh, just getting um, conflicted results as to what could be done if, if anything at all, because it was made that I, you know, was made hard for me to stay there, let's say. Uh, so what, what is the concern? Are you quite asking me if you're owed any compensation from the previous company? Yes, for severance. Okay, got it. So if you can establish, okay, number one, that uh, they they made it difficult to, to continue working, but you have to establish that on some sort of an objective basis uh, rather than, you know, here's what they've done if they're going to deny that. There's got to be some proof, emails, letters, voicemails, or people that are willing to back you up. If you can establish with on that basis that they've done something that made it difficult or impossible to continue working, yeah, you may well be entitled to severance. 
Now, that severance may be reduced somewhat based on the fact that you're able to find employment fairly quickly. In other words, you weren't out of a job uh, for, for very long or perhaps not at all. So it's possible that that severance would be based to, uh, on your minimum entitlements, but that could be as much as six months compensation in your situation. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, six months compensation. I apologize. So on that basis, you may in fact be entitled to, to severance, but we need to prove it. Give me a call off there and let's talk about how we establish what the former company did to make it difficult to continue working. That number, 416-216-5900. Take one before the break. Uh, Darlene, hi, how are you? I'm um, good, thanks. Good. Go ahead, Lior. Is uh, ready? Willing? Hi. I've been working for a company for two years now. I get hired on as contract, and uh, they used to do the grip test and all that before they put you on contract, but they didn't. I worked for a year. They hired me on full-time. I did the grip test, and I failed. <clears throat> so they put me back on contract, and they hired me again September 2nd on full-time. Now, I haven't done the, con- uh, the grip test yet. I'm afraid I'm going to fail. I was just wondering, I have arthritis in my hand. That's probably why I'm failing the grip test. I can't put pressure, but it doesn't stop me from doing my job. Right. So I was just wondering, can I, do I have a leg to stand on to use that as like discrimination if they don't hire me? Or Excellent question, Darlene. Now, first of all, tell me, are you part of a union? No. Okay. So the, the, the short answer to your question is they cannot use that as grounds to let you go because you have a legitimate medical issues that prevents you from padding, passing that test. And you're telling right. me, and, and, and I don't know your job. You obviously know it a lot better than me. But right. to the extent that you can do your job, that's a non-issue. They, number one, they, not only can they not let you go because of that, they can't even change the terms of your employment. They can't pay you less or, or do anything different with you because of the fact that you didn't pass that test to the extent that there's legitimate medical uh, me- medical reason. So if that happens, if they change the terms of employment, certainly if they let you go because of that, that's illegal. It's a violation of the Human Rights Code. You need to uh, to speak to me. What I would recommend right now that you do is you provide them with a doctor's letter outlining the, the, uh, the medical condition that you have and how it may impact uh, you or may impact that test so that they have that so they can't say they didn't know. So get that doctor's note, and if they do anything they're not supposed to, you get on the phone and you call me, and I will help you. 416-216-5900 is the number that Lior is talking about. We'll take a short break here. You want to get a hold, take a couple more phone calls, I guess, for our last segment. And another number is one 821 5900 The Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640 and AM 900, CHML. All right, attempt to get to uh, as many phone calls as we can before the, uh, the end of the hour. We'll get to Rob right away. Hi, Rob, go ahead. Hey, how are you? Uh, thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate it. No worries. I had a, a fall off a transport truck. I took a tremendous fall on my back. And to make a long story short, I did tie the load down, and I drove it back from Kingston to Colbert. I was on WSIB 14 months, and I wasn't getting enough money. I couldn't make ends meet with three kids in university, so I asked my specialist. I said, look, I want to go back and try light duty in the office or something like that. I can't stand being up. Anyways, he gave me a letter for light duty. Long story short, they haven't got a uh, job for me light duty, and WSIB cut me off, and I never heard nothing more from the company. I've been in a fight with W, or not in the fight, but uh, I got people working on WSIB to try to get me what's owing to me. Right. And I'm totally disabled now after 12 surgeries. Wow. Well, that, that, so that's... I want to know if there's any way, and you're going to flip when I tell you what year this happened, and I'm still fighting. It was in 1998. Wow. 
Wow. And, so and have, you been, have you been formally terminated by the company, Rob? Did they ever tell you a letter, send you a letter saying we're letting you go or ending the relationship? No, they just told me there's no light duty. It's just, uh, they were just mad because I was on WFIB. Yeah. Well, interesting. If they have not yet terminated your employment, legally speaking, you are still an employee. So it's possible because you're still an employee that we can still get you severance. So what I recommend is, yeah. and by the way, the time since 1998 up until now, so I don't know, that's what, uh, 16 years or so? Yes. Uh, that actually counts, believe it or not, hey, towards wow. your, 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 your service with the company. So Tears in my eyes. So on that basis, we actually may be able to get you severance, believe it or not. Oh, uh, you need to give me a call at the office, Rob. I want to talk to you more okay. about that, and I'll, I'll outline for you how we can potentially get severance. And that could actually be quite significant, the amount of severance that you're owed. Uh, it, could, it could be potentially well over a year's pay. So give me a call. Let's discuss this, and I'll do everything I can to help you. Rob, that number, 416-216-5900. 416-216-5900. We'll get to uh, Bill quickly here. Hi, Bill. How are you? Hi. Go ahead. Uh, I was just wondering, my shift was recently changed on my job for no uh, apparent reason, and I declined to accept the, the new hours. I was wondering if I uh, was entitled to any compensation in that regard. So I take it you're no longer working there? No, I'm no okay. longer working there. Now, uh, because we don't have a lot of time, let me give you the best answer that I can. If there was a good reason as to why you didn't accept the change, for example, uh, maybe you had other commitments, maybe you're working a second job, or maybe you're going to school, whatever it is, so you couldn't do these other hours, then you absolutely had a right to reject it. And as a result, if you're now out of work, that is a termination. It's a constructive dismissal. So yes, you would be entitled to severance. On the other hand, if there's no really good reason, ah, you know what, I, I like the other hours a bit better, that may not be enough to rise to a constructive dismissal. It's a question of how good a reason. And then we'd be looking at the length of your employment, your age and your position, and we'd, uh, we'd get you severance. That'll do it for another week, my friend. That's That'll it. do it for another week. A uh, busy show, as always. You want to get a hold of outside show hours, it is Lior, L-I-O-R, and employmenthour.com, 416-216-5900. The Employment Hour, again, right here on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML.